We are talking all things NFL trade deadline today on Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of Locked On Dynasty is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKED ON. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKED ON. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter. At Williamson NFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's going really well. Um, Lots to discuss. Let's not beat around the bush here. Let's get down to it. But one quick request from all you folks listening and not watching, please go to YouTube. I don't care if you watch us, but just hit the subscribe button for us. It would be very helpful. Absolutely. Please do that. It is Tuesday. We're getting this episode out a little bit later than normal. We had some... uh, we had some hang-ups today, including the NFL trade deadline. So it's going to work out because all of that news has happened. Those trades have happened. And uh, we always talk dynasty transactions on here uh, every Tuesday. It's going to be a little bit different. We're talking real NFL transactions today, Matt. Yeah, it's fun. And you're right. We've got a bunch to talk about. We'll talk about the trades and how they impact uh, each player uh, involved in the deal, including their dynasty value. Matt, let's talk... Steelers Chase Claypool we've we've heard he's on he was on the block uh really for weeks if not months he gets traded to Chicago this was kind of the first news of the day and then it really went crazy as the time approached four o'clock eastern Claypool to the Bears they get the good pick they get the Bears 20 23 second rounder not the Ravens uh, seemed to be a lot of mixed uh, feelings on this deal. If you were uh, kind of watching it play out on Twitter, obviously the Bears needed to upgrade their uh, receiver core. This feels like a great deal for the Steelers. I 100% agree. And I was told by a reputable source, I have some Steelers sources, that they could have had the Packers second round pick or the Bears second round pick. And when this deal went down, I didn't know that. And I initially thought, ah, they're probably going to get the Ravens' second-round pick from the Mm Roquan Smith. But, hey, that would have been fine. I would have taken the Bears' third, to be honest with you, let alone the Bears' second. Now the Steelers probably are going to have three picks in the top 45. That's, like, unheard of from where I come from. So that's exciting. Claypool's starting to play well. I think he's a good fit in Chicago. You give him a year and a half with Justin Fields now. You, you You get that moving. I do think they overpaid a little. But he's a big slot here, but he's done most of his work on the outside over his career. Um, Very different than Mooney. So I see both sides, but I think, you know, football-wise, I would much rather be where the Steelers are at. They have a great history of drafting receivers. Um, Miller, the former Bear, is somebody they love. He's been on injured reserve all year, too. That's just a name to kind of throw out there for dynasty reasons. And maybe we'll see him again, maybe won't. Good for Calvin Austin, big picture, as well. And, you know, I think it's a bump for Claypool fantasy-wise. You mentioned Miller there. You mentioned Calvin Austin, the rookie we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are good names to kind of file away because now it's it's Deontay Johnson, it's George Pickens who's been uh, playing well 
uh, after the move to um, to Kenny Pickett. Yeah, and and then it's really nothing. So maybe uh, maybe that rookie comes in, Calvin Austin comes in and, and plays the role. Uh, but they they need something as that third wide receiver behind uh, behind Pickens and Deontay. Uh, we said it, it was pretty clear that the Bears needed some help. Justin Fields starting to play much better over the past month, um, certainly from a fantasy standpoint and on the field as well. A lot of that has to do with uh, the team giving him more rushing opportunities opportunities which is what fantasy managers had been begging for really since he entered the league so that has helped Mooney has been fine after a really slow start but this seems like a spot where uh, where Claypool could be the number one target I don't think that's crazy talk I think he takes a little bit of the the heat off of Mooney I would say Mooney's a better football player but it's close I mean there's not a lot of competition there, so I think it's good for all these guys, including Fields. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it's a good fantasy move for everyone here. If you own Claypool stock, you Mooney stock, Field stock, Pickens, Johnson, all those guys, Fryermuth, I think they all get a bump. It really does feel that way, that basically every player involved, I guess maybe Mooney's the exception just because he potentially is going mm-hmm. to see fewer targets. That was already... Uh, kind of a small pie when it comes to passing volume, uh, but certainly Claypool. I think it's I think it's good news for Claypool. It's good news for yeah, Justin yeah. Fields. Obviously, good news for George Pickens as well. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens with Mooney, but uh, this this is a good deal for for Chase Claypool, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Matt, let's keep talking trades. Calvin Ridley. This was a surprise for a lot of reasons. Didn't see uh, this coming. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Calvin Ridley is and has been suspended for the entire season. We won't see him this year. I believe that suspension is actually uh, officially called indefinite. So the assumption is he's back on the field in 2023, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll see how that plays out. Obviously, that is Jacksonville's assumption as well because they gave up a couple of picks for Calvin Ridley. Um, this was kind of a complicated deal when it comes to what, what the Jaguars gave up. Uh, but if I'm reading it correctly, the maximum it could be is a fifth rounder in 2023 and a second rounder in 2024. If Ridley hits, uh, it's kind of best case numbers for the Jags. So, uh, because of that suspension, we haven't really talked about Ridley, uh, at all in in months, honestly, certainly since the season began, although it did feel like Ridley would never play for the Falcons again. You know, there were, there was right. right? I mean, he had that injury. There were, um, there was some trouble brewing. They, they bring in Drake London who could be viewed as, as Ridley's replacement and then the suspension. So I, I don't think Ridley, ultimately landing on a new team outside of Atlanta is a surprise. The timing maybe is a surprise that the Jags felt the need to, to jump on this deal right now. What do you think this does for Calvin Ridley and his dynasty value? Well, it it at least gives you some certainty. I mean, I think Jacksonville assumes he'll be back next year. I think he goes past Kirk as their number one. I think it's phenomenal for Lawrence. As a football move, I love it for Jacksonville. I think they've been a receiver short. You, you get a 
I don't throw the term potential wide receiver one around lightly, and you might get one here for a discounted deal because you have to wait on him. You assume he's still the same player he was when he left. I guess that's a little bit of risk. And to your point, I don't think, I mean, if he doesn't get suspended, I think he gets traded long ago. You know I mean? I don't think he was ever going to play for the Falcons. Yeah, good point. I think it's good news for Ridley as well. I like Christian Kirk. Certainly has had a good season. uh, But despite the contract they gave him, I think Kirk is better suited to be the number two in a successful offense, not the one. So if you look at Ridley as the guy there, we're talking best case he comes back from that suspension. He's healthy and in shape and, and everything's ready to roll. Definitely good news for Trevor Lawrence. This is... This is another deal where everybody's gaining value. Ridley in a better spot. We know who his quarterback's going to be for the next uh, two or three years. That we could not say that uh, if he if he stuck with Atlanta. He's now battling Christian Kirk for targets versus Drake London and Kyle Pitts. So, uh, and an offense that doesn't throw the ball. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, so, a, yeah. So that's good news for Ridley. Um, again, kind of kind of like with the bears and Mooney, maybe, maybe it means fewer targets for Christian Kirk, but even with that, we're, we're still speculating, uh, almost a year down the road. Uh, mm-hmm. certainly the rest of this season, Kirk is, is good to go. I would imagine. Ultimately, I think that the big winner here is, is Trevor Lawrence. Yes. And again, we're really getting ahead of ourselves cause he's not going to play this year. It still wouldn't shock me if the Jags first round pick was a receiver or second round pick was a receiver, you know, like give Lawrence everything he needs, you know, just flood him with good players. Cause he has not had that at all. Those are probably the two biggest trades from a dynasty standpoint. Again, chase Claypool to the bears for a second rounder, Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars for a couple picks, potentially a second and a fifth rounder, but there were other deals to talk about. We'll do that right after this. Told you guys many times about prize picks. I'm a big fan. Uh, I mean, I love that you don't have to battle somebody else that happens to get lucky. You know what I mean? Like, it's really just you versus the number they give you. And and I think it's phenomenal. I've done very, very well with it. Um, And here's what you do. You you pick between two and five players, as we mentioned before. And if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you win. I mean, you look at it and say... Is this guy going to score more than X? Okay, boom, I'm putting him in my lineup. There you go. And you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. So there's no competing against other people, which I like. I like to uh, kind of just do battle against myself, you know, as opposed to a bunch of people that might get lucky. And it's just you versus projections available. So Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. Of course, football, and that's what I hit hard. NBA, Major League Baseball, hockey, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, Euro basketball, cricket, whatever you want. 60 seconds or less, it's that easy, boom, you're done. Safe, fast withdrawals, I do it all the time. And it's currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So here's what you do. Download the PrizePick apps or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix gives you $100. If you deposit $10, PrizePix gives you $10. Whatever you want. Don't forget you're to enter the promo code Locked On at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. 
For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Now we had some running back shakeup. It started with the. It started actually with the Bradley Chubb trade. Uh, the the Broncos get rid of Chubb. They get their first round pick from Miami. That was the initial report. And then a few minutes later, uh, we also learned that Chase Edmonds was part of that deal. So Miami sends uh, some some draft pick compensation. But maybe most notable to to fantasy and dynasty players, Chase Edmonds goes from Miami to the Denver Broncos. And, you know, on here just a few months ago, we said, you said, and I agreed, whoever is the running back for the Miami Dolphins, I want that guy. Mm -hmm. That guy, at least uh, for a while, looked like it was going to be Chase Edmonds. They signed him away from the Cardinals. Uh, Ultimately, uh, Mike McDaniel and and the, the new Dolphins leadership there brought in Mostert later and through this season, Mostert had just simply outplayed Chase Edmonds. So uh, he's on his third team in uh, in less than a year. Edmonds to Denver. This one, this one's tough to figure out. I mean, Edmonds has struggled. Melvin Gordon has struggled. Latavius Murray has struggled. We heard in a post-trade press conference that Edmonds is viewed as kind of that third down back, the change of pace guy. That's no real surprise. Gordon and Murray are considered co-starters. I guess this is good for Edmonds because he he just wasn't really playing in Miami, but I'm not sure I really want any of these guys at this point, Matt. Yeah, I I, I never understood the Edmonds to Miami signing, especially for the money they gave him. You know, Mostert, Wilson, those guys are San Fran backs, obviously. Edmonds isn't that style at all, and he hasn't been reliable. So I, I, I haven't got word of this for certain while we're recording this, but I kind of feel like the Edmonds deal or Edmonds going to Denver was really just please take Edmonds off our salary cap. You know, like it, for us to get Chubb where we need to be financially, you guys have to take Edmonds. So not exactly a ring endorsement, but he doesn't have, I guess he gets a boost though. I mean, these guys might like him better than Miami did and there's not much in front of him. Yeah, and, and that's a good point because there were there was some talk leading up to the deadline that uh, while the Broncos wanted a first rounder, didn't seem like any teams were going to give them that. So mm-hmm. maybe that's kind of how that deal went went, went down. We'll give you the the pick you want, but you got to take this guy who who we overpaid way. just a few months ago. Yeah, if we, we um, made a mistake. Please take him off our hands, type of deal. So I'm not looking at Edmonds, Gordon, or or certainly Latavius Murray as as long term assets from a dynasty standpoint. But if you're running back needy just for the rest of this season, you're a contender. You need some depth. That week nine buy is is killing you. Which one of these guys do you want for the next six weeks? You mean Wilson or Edmonds? No, no, from Denver. Edmonds, Gordon Murray. Do you want any of them? Do you do you think any can help a, a fantasy contender? Man, I guess I'll take Edmonds just because he's door number two. You know what I mean? I've right. seen the other way, and I don't really like it. And I think this doesn't exactly help um, the whole situation for Murray or Gordon. 
So maybe they see something in Edmonds enough to say, we we coveted him. I mean, maybe it wasn't just a roster dump. But it, to your original point, I'm not super excited about either. I mean, none, none of them, really. Yeah. And that full trade, by the way, Chubb and a 2025 fifth rounder from Denver for Edmonds, 2024 fourth rounder, and San Francisco's 2023 first round pick. Uh, so that we presume that's going to be later in, uh, you think, yeah, yeah, later in the first round. Uh, so it was, it was a big arrow up for Raheem Mostert for about 20 minutes or so. Uh, <laughs> Raheem Mostert had that backfield to himself for just a few minutes before the Dolphins pull off another trade. They get Jeff Wilson from the 49ers for a 2023 fifth rounder. Uh, no surprise that the 49ers would move Wilson after their big trade for Christian McCaffrey a couple weeks ago. Uh, and you already mentioned it, 49ers backs, uh, Wilson, Mostert, uh, both of those guys now reunited with Mike McDaniel in Miami. I'm still looking at Mostert as, as the lead guy there. Uh, but, it, I mean, this is certainly going to be a committee. Who Who do you like more, Wilson or Mostert? Mostert. Okay. Um, I assume Miami. See, I mean, we've seen these two be teammates before, and Mostert's always been ahead of him on the depth chart. Mm, I point. assume Miami's staff believes the same thing. But I mean, we're being so positive about all these trades. It's good news for Mostert. It's good news for Davis Price. It's good news for Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And um, you're right. We're being a little too positive outside <laughs> of outside of those out well, Broncos yeah. running backs that we don't like so much. Uh, but it does feel like good news. I mean, while even if Wilson is uh, the plan B or the second option behind Mostert, being the second option behind Mostert is a lot better than being the second option behind Christian McCaffrey, right? Oh, um, Mostert gets hurt every other week too. I mean, I mean two Wilson's weeks ago, get in there, right? Right. Two weeks ago, you had you had Jeff Wilson on your roster, and you thought you thought he was going to be a flex option for the rest of the season as the right. 49ers starter, right? And that went away very quickly. That It's not quite back yet, but it's definitely looking better. You recouped a little bit of value on this trade that went down. I mean, I think he's a Mostert injury from being an every week starter for fantasy, which is yeah. wonderful. You know, that's, that's, that's probably going to happen. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Davis Price, Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell sounds like he'll be back after the bye week here pretty soon. Uh, Ty Davis Price, the uh, the rookie there who they seem to like. I mean, we have to assume Mitchell will be the number two when he comes back behind sure. McCaffrey. But just to get a just to get a body out of that backfield is good news for everybody else involved. Hundred percent. Matt, we had one more deal that went down, uh, and, and not necessarily a big trade, but it involves and affects a lot of different players that we really care about. We'll talk about that one to end the show right after this. Folks, the only place I place my bet are betonline.net, and they're your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the later latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. It's not just a site to place bets. You can go in there and get a lot of information, and I often do. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Uh, head to the website today or use your mo- mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. 
Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Matt, one more trade we've got to mention before we get out of here. Naheem Hines to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, This was a a player-for-player trade of sorts because the uh, Colts get Zach Moss back. Uh, Just like he did last year, Moss had... Uh, had essentially fallen off the depth chart. He was a healthy scratch uh, over the past couple of weeks. So the Colts get Moss plus a 2023 sixth rounder for Naheem Hines. Uh, we, we've got to start with Hines here. And, and I mean, this story with Buffalo, I don't know what's going on. We, we've talked about it so many <laughs> times. The McKissick piece of it. Right. Uh, they were rumored to be in on Christian McCaffrey as well. That uh, obviously did not play out. They ultimately uh, spend a draft pick on on James Cook. Uh, they haven't haven't really used him. Certainly doesn't feel like they've maximized his talents from a pass catching standpoint. But now they bring in Naheem Hines, who's known as one of the best pass catching running backs in the league. I mean, it feels like they want to use their running backs, but we just, as pass catchers, we just haven't really seen that yet. Is this is this going to be good news for Naheem Hines? I guess. I mean, that, I guess that's part how of, I feel. Yeah, you know, obviously, you just laid it out perfectly. Buffalo has something in mind for this style of back, but part of me is like, why would they change what they're doing? <laughs> you know, like, True. I mean, maybe they'll do all this stuff and they'll have all these plans, and then. Allen will run for 50 yards a game and throw it to Diggs and Davis still, and they'll score 50 points and win the Super Bowl. Like, okay. Um, again, I think when a team pursues you and says, you know, I I, I covet Naheem Hines, right. that's good. You know, get him out of there. Uh, the Colts need all the picks they can get. Moss, to me, gets a big bump in that I hope he's Taylor's direct backup. I always thought Zach Moss got the short end of the stick in Buffalo. Don't exactly know why, but he's more the Taylor style than Hines. It's great for Taylor, of course. He should catch a lot more passes. Um, and my hunch is, um, we, we made the joke on my Steelers show that it was kind of like a money ball situation. Like, oh, the coach wants to play one guy, Billy Bean wants the other one, <laughs> and so we'll just trade the guy Maybe. the coach wanted. You know what I mean? Like, well, now you can't throw it to Hines, so it's going to go to Taylor. Uh, I think that's a possibility, just get him out of here. Um the guy that it hurts is I kind of regret the conversation we had last week about James Cook. Obviously, yeah. we didn't know this was we both were like, oh, I'm still OK on Cook. Well, right. they must not be. Yeah. Last week we talked about those uh, rookies who looked like they might be bust. We were we were lukewarm still mm-hmm. uh, or, or, you know, fairly positive on James Cook. Uh, you know, you got to be positive on on almost any player involved in that Buffalo Bills offense. But as I said, they they haven't maximized his his talents. He was viewed as one of the best pass catching rookie running backs in the class, and he just hasn't got a chance to do much of that. Maybe because you know, maybe he's showing in practice he's not ready for that, can't handle that. Sure seems like it. Um, and, and now they get Naheem Hines, who is very accomplished. James Cook, clearly the big loser here. Uh, in in this trade no you know no doubt about that Um, let's move back over to the Colts you mentioned you think it's a good thing for Taylor a good thing for Zach Moss potentially as well what about Deion Jackson we saw him step into that 
lineup when uh, when both Taylor and uh, Hines were out a, a couple weeks ago. He played really well, put up a, a ton of fantasy points in that start, and then the, the guys came back. So do you think this trade is, is you know, as crazy as it sounds, is it Deion Jackson motivated in that they saw what he could do and, and they think, you know, Deion Jackson's a lot cheaper than Naheem Hines. Let's let's get something for Hines, and we'll plug Deion Jackson right into that role. Quite possibly. Uh, I mean, originally I thought Zach Moss going to Indy was bad news for Jackson, but they're not exactly the same style. And my hunch is the more I think about this trade, and again, I haven't given it enough thought, it was, well, we, don't, we have to cut somebody if you trade us Hines. It's going to be Zach Moss. Do you want him? You know, it might not be, yeah. wow, we really want Zach Moss. Um, so I guess you could look at it as a sneaky positive for Deion Jackson. Yeah, and I don't think... He was good. I don't think Moss, you know, Moss is definitely not a Naheem Hines type player. Right, uh, right. I mean, if you say which of these guys is going to replace what Hines did, it's got to be Jackson. Exactly. You called uh, or, or speculated that Moss is maybe the direct backup uh, to Jonathan Taylor, that traditional... Uh, first not. and second down running back. Well, I was going to say maybe he is, but he only plays, you know, if Taylor gets hurt or or he he spells Taylor. But when we're when we're on third down or when we're in the hurry up, it's going to be Deion Jackson. You're probably right. I mean, especially because Jackson has been there. They know his, you know, they, they have to be happy with him. You know, yeah. I mean, I, the more I think about this deal, I bet Moss was just a throw in, you know, that the, 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 uh, the GM from Buffalo said, well, we're going to cut Moss. You want him? Yeah. Okay. Send him our way. Yeah. I mean, I think it comes down to this. If, if Jackson, Dion Jackson and Zach Moss are both on your dynasty waiver wire, I would pick up Dion Jackson first. Yes. Well said. I, I think okay. it's clear now, the more I talk through it. Yes. Any concern at all, and again, this sounds a little crazy, any concern at all uh, for Josh Allen? Maybe, you know, maybe the runs de- uh, decrease, the run opportunities, uh, if they if they do get Naheem Hines involved as a pass catcher. No. No. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Not even. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. He's, maybe uh, he'll have two fewer runs over 17 games. Yeah, yeah. No, no concerns. No concerns for for good reason. For <laughs> All good systems reason. go with that guy. All right. Great conversation today, Matt. Thanks for your thoughts there. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.